You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode one hundred and thirty-one. Hey, today I'm speaking with Molly, and I'm so excited that I've got her on the podcast. She's full of energy. She's full of insight. She is a wedding photographer, and she also has a workshop, and she teaches business. She has a workshop dedicated to、uh, female wedding photographers, which is really cool. And we dive into that, and、uh, we talk a little bit about what her education is like and why she started it, and all that good stuff. But today, what we're actually talking about is Molly is giving us five tips on five things. That we think creative entrepreneurs hold themselves back on, so mistakes that we make, and we all make. This is not us saying that you know someone out there is making a mistake. We're saying that from experience, we all make these mistakes, and we do it over and over and over. And sometimes we've got to give ourselves some grace, and we need to pull ourselves up on it and change those things. So I'm really excited to talk to Molly. I know she's got so much to give us. And I think you're really going to love her energy, which I'm really excited about. Plus, she does drop a few mics, and she has a few bombs during this interview. So I know, yes, you're going to get a lot. So don't forget, before I dive in, just want to let you know about the Wedding Photography Summit. It's still seven dollars. We still have journals left. So if you're one of the first thousand people to buy a ticket, you're going to get a journal valued at sixty-five dollars with free postage worldwide, shipped straight to you. Plus, there's ten speakers, so there's fourteen hours of content all up. There's a DJ, there's breakout rooms,、uh, and we have the awards night tacked onto it as well. So we're going to have eight categories, and we're going to have one overall wedding photographer of the year award winner. So we have India Earl actually announcing the award winner, which is going to be so cool. And we got a big panel of judges and everything else. And all profits from the awards are going to two charities that are chose out that are giving back to domestic violence and helping, a, you know, just raising that awareness. It's something that I hold close to my heart, so I'm so excited that we get to give back and we get to work on a project that's going to actually give back. And、um, we have some big sponsors on this time. I know Hallie May Magazine is going to feature whoever wins the Wedding Photographer of the Year, and、uh, we're going to be sending out. Clear trophies to each category winner, as well as the person that takes out the full wedding photographer of the year award, which I am so so excited about. So let's get into the episode. Hey, I have Molly here. Molly is a wedding photographer. She's an educator. And she actually teaches a lot for creative entrepreneurs and photographers on the business side of things. And I'm really excited to dive in and talk a little bit about what a lot of creative entrepreneurs do wrong. Because we do a lot of things where we talk about, I guess, like how to build and what we're doing right. But sometimes we kind of get blindsided by not seeing what we're actually doing wrong or where we're leaving money on the table and things like that. So I'm really excited. How are you, Molly? I'm great. How are you? I'm really good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you made your break? Yeah, so I have been a wedding photographer almost a decade now. I didn't start as a wedding photographer. I honestly don't even know how I started doing photography in general. I it was something I always loved doing. You know, just like a lot of other photographers, we always like had a camera growing up. You know, I was the girl with the digital camera. You know, all those things. And my brothers had always said you should do 
photography. You can make a career out of it. And I was like, "Mm, I feel like that's not a career. You can't do that, you know? And then I had been working at a hair salon and just doing that type of stuff. I was like managing, I didn't do hair. And one of the girls that I worked with wanted like a boudoir session or boudoir or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I guess I can do that. And that literally started it all. And then all of a sudden someone wanted wedding photos and trusted me and we went with it. (laughs) So that is, yeah, that's the start of the wedding photography career. And then I would say about four years ago or so I started into the education of things. And now I co-host a photography workshop for women, which is amazing. It's brought us to so many amazing places. We were just in June, we're in Alaska. Now we're going to Hawaii in January. I can't tell you where we're going after that, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, lots of good stuff. Can you tell me why you got into the education and was there something missing that you wanted to bring to the table or was there things that people weren't doing that you wanted to help them with? Yeah, honestly, I feel like it was one of those things a lot of people asked me about, like, Hey, do you, do you offer mentor sessions? And it was like, I'm not a teacher. Like I can't teach (laughs) this. I don't even know how I got myself this. And then just with throwing the idea around, I was like, okay, I made a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes that I feel like I could get other photographers to prevent making, you know? And I just really wanted to help. I I see a lot of like lack of community, even in an industry that we are fighting for that community. Um, I still see lots of lack of it. Mm -hmm. And that's my entire drive behind education and just there's so much room at the top for everyone to find success in their own way. And I'm here for it. And I just want to be in everyone's corner and, you know, help them find that success. And it's, it's really cool being able to like offer mentor sessions, but then also like hands-on workshops that we can travel and just really help people like pursue those goals and dreams and make it happen. Why for you, was it important for you to create workshops and education specifically for women and supporting women in the industry? Yeah. So honestly, I think as a woman, it was like really, really important for us to create a space with like-minded creative women and just really like build that community up and build that just the passion behind where we even started and where it came from and why we're photographers I think it just like kept growing from there. And honestly, a lot of like what Voyage is Voyage Workshops, um, a lot of what we do is it's not so much about the styled shoot and making, you know, this Pinterest perfect shoot and all these elopements. And of course, you know, we set up shoots and all that good stuff. But the main thing is really just creating a safe space because we found Jessica and I, my business partner, we found what really drove our business forward was having each other. And mm. we really wanted to create that space for people. That is so cool. And do you see like huge results? And uh, a lot of people coming to your workshops that are really thankful for that space that where they can come there and feel safe and, and share with everybody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I feel like we haven't had a workshop where people weren't like in tears and hugging and just loving on everyone. And I mean, obviously we always have dance parties, but That's yeah. Awesome. And also like every workshop we've always had 
someone come back. So every workshop we have like repeat workshoppers, which is super fun. And that's a huge compliment, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I love it. It's like, okay, we did something right. (laughs) And now being, I mean, we're both from Michigan. So a lot of our workshops have had like, you know, everyone from Michigan and now in January going to Hawaii, it really opened that up. So we have a lot, a lot of girls coming from all over the U S which is really exciting. Yeah, we have so much good stuff planned. I'm excited. It's really cool. You know, we always talk a lot about like niching down or niching down and um, Uh even like creating workshops for women only. It does niche you down a little bit more and it probably makes it easier for you to advertise, to market and to draw the people in that need that space when they need it. So for you, was it really conscious to make sure that you're creating something that was completely different to what everybody else was doing and being true to exactly what you want to do and the people you want to attract? Yeah. And that's the thing we, I mean, there's so many obviously workshops and options out there and we just really wanted to like own who we were and our values behind like what we were doing and, you know, what we stood for and just really create that space. So yeah, I, I feel like I almost even like lost the original question that you asked, but it's just like, it's so rewarding from both ends of it. You know, our attendees mm-hmm. just feel so rewarded afterwards. And, you know, that comes back to us too, just feeling so fulfilled after like, okay, we are making this happen for people. Like we are even just seeing like, okay, now all these people have friends in the industry. It's like, oh, we created that. We helped create that space, you know? It's so cool. I think like as an educator and not enough people talk about it, but the reward that you get for creating yeah. a space or for getting people results is like so next level, isn't it? Yeah. It's insane. Like when people tell me like they hit a goal or any, I'm just like, holy wow. shit. Like, I don't, can I swear on here? I don't even know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> shit, shit. Um, <laughs> perfect. I have the mouth of a sailor, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it is so fun to just be able to like make it happen for people or not even, I mean, obviously I'm not the one doing it, but I'm just like cheering them on, you know, and giving them the right tools to be able to make it happen. Yeah. So let's dive into what a lot of creative entrepreneurs, some of podcasts is not just for wedding photographers, it's for anyone that's going out yeah. there and want to create something for themselves. There's, there's influencers that listen, there's designers, there's musicians yeah. and everyone. So Love to talk about like what a lot of creative entrepreneurs are kind of doing wrong without even knowing it. Yeah. And it's, it's my favorite topic because I love what I love telling people what they do wrong. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes uh, it's just like a little mindset shift, isn't it? So it's like, Oh, I didn't that, even think about that. Yeah. And that's the funny thing. I mean, obviously kidding. I don't, you know, like telling people what they're doing wrong, but I love just being able to help mm. creative entrepreneurs, especially photographers, obviously as a photographer, just, things that they could be doing better and just like mm-hmm. twisting that mindset. And like, it's just really all about like protecting themselves in their business and like protecting their heart behind it too. Okay, cool. Molly, how many tips have you got for us today? Okay. Well, I said five, but you know, when I mentioned what topic we should talk about, you said, well, I stop <laughs> at five. So it just kept going, you know, <laughs> but I feel like I don't want to dive into like the logistics of things where like, Totally. Oh, you should use, you should use a CRM or, you know, mm. you need a routine and you need a schedule or like, don't respond to DM inquiries. You know, I feel like I want to take it in a different realm of like, let's protect your mindset and create a clearer perspective with like navigating the world of creative entrepreneurship. That's what we want to hear. 
Yeah. So, okay. I feel like the first one is huge and obviously everyone talks about it, but like the whole idea of competition and comparison is just unreal and it's avoidable, but it is also like, it hits close to home, I think for a lot of people. And it's, it's a work in progress. Like even I, to this day, am always like, okay, reminding myself, reminding myself that this isn't, you know, Mm. it's not a competition between me and anyone else. It's, it's me. So what kind of um, negative effects do you think this has on people when, especially when they're building their business? Well, it's, I really just feel like it keeps you at step one. It's like you can, you know, you start moving forward, you start hitting some goals, whatever you're pursuing your dreams. And then as soon as like that little bug, that's like, Ooh, you should compare yourself to that. Or how come you're not doing that? Or why didn't you book that? Or, you know, why didn't you create that? And they did. It's like, as soon as that happens, like you go five steps backwards and it really, it's never progressing you forward, you know? Do you think you can pretty quickly identify someone when they're stuck in the routine of identif- like them competing or comparing themselves to others opposed to a creative that you- seems like they're just on their own path and they're doing their own thing? Um, I mean, you have to know people though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, totally. And I think a lot of the confusion with all of this is we're all like hidden behind screens and it's this world of social media and we all know that it's not 100% real all the time. I think that's the hard thing is you can't really ever know unless you know. So it's like, you know, when I talk to some of my mentees and I can see, oh, well, I didn't do that good enough or I didn't do that. It's like, well, why do you feel that way? And that's, it's usually yeah, that's when I'm like, standards. <laughs> exactly. I feel like it's always like, okay, I know exactly where you're going with this. Like, who are you comparing yourself to online? You know, who are you really competing with? Because I feel like as soon as like, there's someone even in your bubble of competition, it's like, what's the point? You know, what's interesting. I I think being naive sometimes is really good. You know, like I know Mm -hmm. for myself, when I first started, I don't know if people know this, but I thought I was the best wedding photographer in the world, even though I just picked up the camera because I didn't know there was other wedding photographers. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then, and not until I started finding other wedding photographers and realizing how good they were is when I started feeling more inadequate. But I think sometimes when you're like very naive, you have that sense of playfulness and you can have that fresh energy all the time and you need to get back into that space, I think. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. (laughs) Absolutely. I think it's, and, you know, some people do certain things where like, you know, they'll silence some people on Instagram or don't follow certain people that like mm. you feel like it's that trigger for you or whatever. But I just think so many photographers or creative entrepreneurs are focusing so much and worrying so much about what other people are doing. Like if I sat here and worried about all the accomplishments you're making, you know what I mean? Then like, totally. what am I doing? I'm like missing the moment for me to be able to accomplish things. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's... It's like one thing specifically, and I feel like photog- I hear all the time is like photographers worrying about people's booking numbers and like their calendars being full, you know, because we're always like, everyone's always like, oh, calendar's full for 2022, or I'm almost booked up for the whole year. And people immediately see that on their stories and they're triggered by it. And we talked about it in Alaska at Voyage. And I was like, you realize like they didn't post that for you. They posted that for their clients to see like all of mm. the things you have to remind yourself, like all the things that we're posting, it's not for 
other people in our industry to see, obviously, unless you're an educator, but like if you're a photographer posting about your calendar, it's not so you can shove it in another photographer's face. If that is you, then maybe that's like, maybe that's true <laughs> right now. And that's an issue on your end. But obviously a lot of the time we're just like trying to educate our clients of like, Hey guys, I only have one wedding left for the year, or, you know, but it's also like, reminding yourself that your booking number is different than my booking number. You know, my number of sales goals is different than your sale goals. And it's like a lot of the time, you know, you don't know the situation they're in, you know, and even just photography speaking, it's like, well, they could be a, you know, a mother or a father and like they have family back home. So they don't work on the weekends or they don't, you know, they only book one session a week or maybe they only want five weddings for next year. You know, it's like, what's the point of even comparing? It's like comparing apples to oranges. Like if we just sit in our own little bubble and Mm. focus on that, I feel like we can really actually propel ourselves forward and like go after it. There's also like, you can use it as energy as well, because like, if you're anything like me, Molly, like when I see someone doing something big and courageous and booking up the calendars and stuff like that, I have so much admiration because I'm like, yeah. oh my God, man, I know how hard I show up and work and I'm working my tail off and I go for it. You know, I'm relentless. I got big goals. Yeah. When someone's got a bigger goal and they hit it. I see that and I'm like, well, I know how hard I've been working. So if they've outdone me, man, that is some dedication. Yeah. And like, we, I don't want to sit here and be like, you shouldn't post you know, your accomplishments on, on the internet. Like I, mm. I want to hear about them. I want to cheer you on. And I feel like if I'm posting one of my accomplishments and it's triggering you, that's on you. That's not on me. And I think it's really just yes. a huge mindset flip. And it's like, and I mean, that, that might be harsh for someone listening, but it's like, come on, get your shit together. Like this is about how you can get that accomplishment too. Like we all can do it. We all can have our calendars booked. We all can, you know, can create these things that we want to create and like make it happen. And I think a lot of it is just like a, a switch. It is a switch. And, and once it flicks you, it's, it's so much easier and it's so liberating it's, because it's literally so that like, it's literally like that. Oh moment, like, <laughs> or like, yeah. Oh shit moment. <laughs> I think it's also, you got to be comfortable in your own crap as well. Like I think sometimes like with the comparison game, if someone shows me like, Oh, look, this educator is doing more than you, or this photographer's got better photos. I'm like, I know they do, you know, and I understand that. And I appreciate that. Like, but they're not me and I'm trying my Mm -hmm. best of where I am and it might not be the best, but it's the best of what I can do right now with my capabilities and stuff. So I think owning your own shit like that is really important as well. Right. And I feel like that like kind of leads me into like my next one is like, yes, trying to, trying to be like everybody else. Like if you just be you and do what you do best instead of, you know, I I don't know if I would ever want to have a podcast of my own, but like, I admire you so much for having this. And it's like, okay, well, if I found out that that's something I want to do awesome, but like, if not, like I'm going to cheer you on. And I think, you know, so many people just try they see someone successful and they're like, okay, well, I want to do that. I want to be that. What did they do? What can I do to be them? And it's like, I found the success that I found, like, because I was me, because that's my superpower. Like that's your superpower. And oh, it's just, it's like, I just wish I could shake everyone. (laughs) 
One of the things that I say inside like my course, the business map is like everyone in that room has the same strategies, my strategies. Everyone has the same knowledge now, like everyone's doing the same thing, but you'll watch everyone will get different success because it's not my strategies. It's the person that implements it. So that is the most important thing. And so anyone could try and become me or, or replicate my success, but it just won't happen. They will, they can either not do as well, or they're going to evolve what I do, but it's going to be based on their personality, their experiences, how much they show up, like with their personal brand, how they can move something yeah. or, you know, there's so much in there and it's so important to know that. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like even just like focusing so much on like, I mean, obviously we're business owners, you know, you have to focus on numbers at some point, but when like your sole thing, your sole focus is on numbers and like social media mm. rather than it's a pretty like, empty life. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's like, I feel like it's just, but that's what, that's the world we're living in. You know, it's like, whatever day it was that Instagram shut down, I was like, thank God, this is yeah. great. It's so, like you said earlier, like it's so much better just being more naive and like not, mm. I just, when I like catch myself comparing or just getting that like weird feeling of like, oh, well, someone's doing better than me. It's like, okay, I needed, you just need to stop scrolling today. <laughs> like yes. you need to, you need to read a book. You need to you know, listen to a podcast or watch, binge some shows, squid game. It's fine. <laughs> well, like stop. Molly, I think, it's, that's I think it's really good to know that you also go through that. And so do I. And so there's so many yeah. times when I'm, I'll look at something on social media and I'm like, Oh my God, this person's bringing out a course and it's probably gonna be better than mine. And like, look what they're doing. And I start, mm -hmm. you know, getting down about it. And then I'm like, wait a second, man. It's only because you're looking at someone else's stuff. Go back to the drawing board and look at your stuff. Own yeah, your own yeah. stuff. <laughs> exactly. And I, I love that. And it's so true. Like no matter what your numbers are or what you've created or how big your platform is, you know, it's like, we all still go through this. We all put our pants on the same way and we still deal with that type of shit. And it's, it's hard. I feel like it's always a work in progress, but it's, it's, it's almost like you need to put post-it notes everywhere, like reminders, like, Hey, you're better than that. Hey, you know, it's just a mindset. It's just reminding yourself over and over and over again. As soon as you feel triggered by something, it's like, ask yourself why you're triggered by that. Can you, are you envious because you don't have it, but you want it? Or are you envious just because they have it, but like, you actually don't even want it. If you really want it, figure out how to get it. But like, sometimes I feel like I'm envious of like all these people booking up all their weekends for like all these mini sessions. And I'm like, I have to remind myself, like, I don't want mini sessions. I don't work on the weekends unless it's a wedding because then it's just reserved for family and friends and my downtime and my me time, you know? And it's like, we get so concerned of like what everyone else is doing. And then we realize like, Oh wait, I don't actually even want that. <laughs> like slow my roll, you know, or if, if you actually are envious because you want it, you're like dying to have it. You, you want that success. You want that, you know, number of bookings. It's like, okay, well then shut the phone, shut the laptop. Let's figure out how to do it. If you really want it, figure out how to get it. There you go. Drop mic. Yeah. Killed ah, it. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said I that, know, I was I like, said, yes. <laughs> it's really not that hard. <laughs> like it's, I, I think you just need someone to give you that like shoulder shake. Like you got it, you know, stop worrying about other people. 
So next one, this is a big one. And this one, this one gets me going. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Taking things personally. I feel like that's not even just creative entrepreneurs, but I think Mm. right now, obviously speaking of creative entrepreneurs and photographers is like just taking things so personally. And my biggest example is getting ghosted. How do you feel about getting ghosted? Me personally? Yeah. Or people getting mad about getting ghosted. Oh, personally, like I don't care if I'm getting ghosted. There's like a little bit of relief in me because I'm so busy all the time. So I'm like, oh man, I'm glad they didn't get back because whenever I lose something as well, I know there's a better and bigger opportunity and there's a reason why yes. that one didn't yes. work out. So I'm very at peace with it, but I do see the frustration and I do understand and I have empathy for that frustration. But I also know that like not everyone's going to be your fit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's well, a reason I mean, why they're not getting back to you. Yeah, for sure. And of course, it's that level of like respect. And, you know, we want someone to just be like, hey, you know, you're out of our budget or, hey, we decided to mm-hmm. go in a different direction. However, I feel like a lot of people avoid conflict. And that's most of the time what they're doing in that sense. You know, it's like, oh, totally. I don't know how to. I don't know how to let her down. So I'm just going to avoid it completely. It's like literally dating. Like that's why people ghost people. And so of course, you know, you might get frustrated and obviously you're to the point, I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't even remember when people ghost me. I'm like, oh, I forgot that that person inquired. And then weeks or months go by and they reach out again. I'm like, oh, I'm booked. I <laughs> like I forgot about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, a, <laughs> I think a lot of it though, it's, it's not personal. They have okay. their own shit. You have your own shit. And I think it's one thing to get frustrated. Like, oh, I had that date booked for you. Or, you know, it's certain circumstances might be like you sent them the whole contract or whatever. And that's super frustrating. But I think a lot of the time it's like, not that big of a deal. And like you said earlier, like it's, it's just opening more doors mm. for you. It's like, let's close one door, open the next and allow something else find to a different in. way to fill that space. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because like, or well, sometimes we do see ourselves as the center of the universe. We forget our clients, mm-hmm. right? Like they are the center and they are contacting lots of people for lots of different reasons. And yeah. it's not like it's their job. It's like for me, when I organized my wedding, I didn't want to organize my wedding. It was getting back to extra emails on top of work and stuff was a big deal. And so mm-hmm. what I do know is with my perfect client avatar that I'm always thinking about is they're young professionals that live in the city. And guess what? They literally hate getting on emails and always emailing yeah. back. And I understand that they're busy. And so I have that empathy yeah. for my client. I'm like, oh, I know you're not going to get back to me. You don't need to get back to me. That's totally fine. You know, so <laughs> I hope you yeah. find someone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And same with, I'm like literally planning my own wedding right now. And I'm I'm pretty sure I've ghosted vendors already. Just even totally. thinking about it. I'm like, oh, oops. And I could not even tell. It's, it was probably like, the bathroom trailer, but it's fine. I probably still ghosted them. And you know who ghosts the most? Hey, is you. photographers. <laughs> no, <laughs> photographers. <laughs> the amount of people that like inquire for Voyage and then don't respond oh, after we send them. Okay. I'm like, I, I would love to dive into this <laughs> because it's the same for me. It's like all these photographers all talk about people ghosting them. And then even today, like um, I was emailing a couple of my students like last week, I'm like, they never got back to me. Or I asked people to get on my podcast. I'm like, they never get back to my email, you know, whatever it is. And I'm like, man, another thing is when people say like, you need to charge what you're worth. 
but a lot of photographers don't pay what people are worth. And I think that's really interesting. So they don't pay the second shooters or the associate shooters or, or maybe a workshop or a mentor or like a course or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then that always blows my mind in the same sentence, like people ask them for a discount. Um, they go to my emails they're not getting back to me. Also, can I have a discount on my course? And also I'm not getting back to your email. And I'm like, well, there's a reason I, why people are treating you that way. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, I like see all these TikToks and reels all the times about like, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Like I get sad when someone goes to me, whatever. But then when it's like, let's actually get upset and attack our potential clients for ghosting. Yeah, then I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? Like, and there's oh. literally like all these viral posts that go around and it's not like, I don't half agree, but then part of me is like, why are you so pissed? <laughs> Like, I'm like, if I posted about, you know, yeah, all the people that ghosted me, I just feel like it's, we should put our focus somewhere else. Can I actually quickly stop you on this point? Because this is probably not one of your points, but I think it's so important. I went for a walk the other day with one of my wedding photographer friends, and he was telling me that he hired a designer and the designer was pretty standoffish, but on social media kind of treated him really crappy. So first of all, he sent in a few mood boards and they're completely different because, you know, she was really professional. And then she made a reel of this one where it's like when the client doesn't know what they're doing and like rolls her eyes. And then, so he was like, Oh, okay. That's obviously probably about me. Cause that was after the email. And then the next emails, he asked for some changes. And then she made a reel saying like when the client asked for some changes and it was her diving out the window, And so he was like, man, I just feel so shit about this brand and working with this person that like, I can't believe that like they're publicly shaming me like that. And I actually see photographers and creative entrepreneurs, so many of them doing that to their clients. And it's like, who's this too? Because when I see it, I'm like, you're drawing a terrible picture. Like you're Mm -hmm. creating a brand of your business Mm -hmm. and it's not Mm -hmm. nice. And I would definitely not want to be in one of your reels or part of your Mm -hmm. business. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, a lot of people just find like humor in it. Obviously I've had reels that were controversial in that sense too, but it is funny being the person like seeing it on the other end and being like, Mm. "Hmm, I don't know if your bride would like that. Or, you know, I even sometimes like I see some reels of like, I don't know, something that happened at a wedding of like the people in the aisle with the camera or something like that. And then I'm thinking like, but your bride's in the back of that and that could be your best friend. And I'm just, like, I just totally. get so nervous about like, what is your client thinking? Or, you know, there, I think there's a way to be humorous and things. When it's not but, at your client's expense, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's also like, okay, are we being funny? Are we educating? Like, what are we doing? And then, yeah, I think also a lot of creative entrepreneurs are creating reels to be relevant to the creative entrepreneurs that are that like are in their industry instead of actually creating video marketing for their clients. Well, imagine this, imagine if that person put in a reel and made a value packed one of like how to create a cohesive mood board for your designer. And then the next one is like, how to submit in changes that make sense to get the best design possible. Now that would be mind blowing. And then that client would share it and go, look at my designer, absolutely killing it. She made this real after I sent her an email. Mm -hmm. Like that would be a different way to approach something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It does make you think for sure. But yeah, I think a lot of people kind of get lost in that. Is this going to hit? So like, you know, is this going (laughs) to land in that right industry that they're all going to share it and think it's funny. And then you don't really think of who it just could be like question to mark. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next, yeah. next one. <laughs> Another thing sort of 
in that realm is kind of what we talked about before of like ignorance is bliss. Our clients are kind of naive. They don't know our industry. They don't know what they don't know. And I think, and this happens to me still to this day, but you know, when we get a critique from a client or we get a complaint, you know, in air Mm. quotes, and immediately we get like super, super angry and super defensive. But in all reality, it was, did we set up the expectations? I don't think I've ever had a complaint or critique that I know that it was something I could have done on my end that could have been better. You know, whether it's like, even if it's my own critique where I'm like, oh, they showed up wearing that. (laughs) And it's like, well, did I educate that on them? I'm like, what tones would look best with where their event was taking place or their photo shoot was taking place or when they ask for raws and it's like, well, did you, I mean, and of course people don't read things, <laughs> but like, why, why do we get so angry all the time when people just have innocent questions that, mm. cause they don't know. Yeah. Like when someone <laughs> like complains, it's like, they just um, put a filter on my, on my photo and cropped it wrong. And I'm like, well, did you send them some sort of information to show them how to, or the expectations of posting those photos? Because if you didn't, I wouldn't know either how to do that. If a videographer sent me a video, I wouldn't know what crop it's supposed to be or if I shouldn't put a filter on it. Yeah, It's not common knowledge, even though it's common knowledge to us. Yeah. And you, I've, I just think like, we can't expect them to ask all the questions. Mm-mm. Like it is our job to know our jobs best. Yes. And that's why it's like, in our communication, like we need to set up all those expectations or like, and on top of that, like have an FAQ page and answer all the questions before they even have questions about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, even I'm trying to think of like more examples that just, I I feel like it happens a lot in the wedding world. What? Oh, it's like when they bug you, like how long does it take to get the photos? It's like, you could have told them so many times yeah, how, why like, don't how I know many that? weeks they would. <laughs> yeah. Like they should, it's in their contract. It should be in their email. It should be like, as soon as you left the session, like you should tell them multiple times. And I think everyone just gets really upset. And again, it's more so like, okay, just don't act on those emotions. You can have your moment of like, people are dumb, but it's like, they're really not dumb. They just, they don't know what they don't know. And it's mm. your job to educate them. And I think that's a huge target that people are missing and that you could just answer all of their questions before they even realize that that's a question that they need to ask you. One thing I teach in my education is like, everything is your fault and you have to take responsibility for everything. So if it's your business and your clients are doing something or something goes wrong or someone doesn't show up or like whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It's always your fault. And then there's a lesson learned and it's like for the next one, I can avoid this because now that I know there's a problem, I didn't do something, the right steps to overcome the problem. And of course, the problem's going to keep happening, keep happening. And posting in the Facebook group ain't going to solve no problems. No. <laughs> <laughs> Trying and, to get validation from I other people think, that I have mean, problems. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, if you need advice or something, I don't know, seek a mentor. <laughs> but I mean, there's nothing wrong, obviously, with Facebook groups. Like, yeah, it's like, let's just, let's find someone who agrees with me that is also going to be upset and will let me stay upset. You know, I'd rather be like, call that person. You know, I always call Jess, my business partner. I'm like, Oh, this happened. And I'm so angry. What do you think? And she's always like, I get why you're frustrated, but take a step back and like, yeah. Like what could you do better in the future to 
prevent this, you know, like we just constantly have to remind ourselves. Yeah. Like I love that you said that everything's always our fault. And it's so true. And I know people don't like saying like, well, the customer is always right. And it's like, they might not be right. Like there might not be like a right or wrong thing. It's more just like you could have done something a little bit better. Yes. I love that. Okay. Here's another one. This obviously, I don't know. I guess I'll just see what you think, but saying yes to things that you should say no to. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. I love this. And I mean, obviously the, ma- the, the main factor is like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the main factor is just like sitting in a burning fucking room. Like you're going to burn out, like stop saying yes. When it's like, I, I think it's more like a question of, okay, if I'm saying yes, is this serving a purpose in my business? And, you know, and deciding like what you should be saying yes to and what you should be saying no to. Obviously there's a lot of things that I say no to that just don't serve me in my business. I think it takes a little while to get to that point, but I mean, also everyone's different at the beginning. I feel like I said yes to everything and anything just so I could do it and see, but it was also, I mean, it did help me figure out what, I loved and what I didn't love. And I think that is a part of the journey for sure. But when you like know immediately that it's a no, I don't know why it's like something in photographers' brains that are like, ooh, but it's that is that gonna be a missed opportunity? Yeah, I don't think uh, many of us ever think about like if you say no to something, you're making space for something that could be bigger and better and, and crazier. So yeah. I always say it's like a missed opportunity cost because so many times I've been locked into something that I really didn't want to do because I was going after the money or I really didn't want to do because, you know, like whatever reason. And then I'm like, Oh, I could have had this or someone asked me to be on their podcast or someone asked me to fly around the world and be at their workshop or something. And I have to say no, because I'm shooting this thing or I'm doing something that I really deep down knew I should have said no to. Yeah. And it's not one of those things where it's like, Oh, but I just want to say yes to both. And we have that FOMO. It's like, no, like you said yes to the thing you should have said no to. And mm. I just burnout is so, so, so real. And I just feel like that's the biggest one. It's like when you obviously we're all we're artists and you know, we're doing what, what like I don't know what the percentage is, but I feel like we're like five percent in the world, you know? And it's like as soon as we start like having this mundane job. It's mm-hmm. like, then what was it all for? And it's like, you're literally driving. I don't know. I picture rain and you're on in traffic and you're like dreading going to the shoot or you're dreading going to the meeting that you should have said no to. And it's like, yeah. And then you're going to go home and you're going to be so uninspired and so unmotivated. And then it's just like, well, shit, where do they get me? Nowhere. Sometimes we say yes and no to the wrong things as well. Like I've noticed in my community that people start shifting from like, I want to be a full-time wedding photographer. I want to do it for, you know, the fun, the connections and everything to, to all of a sudden like, oh, I, I need to make money. So then they say yes to jobs that they that kills their soul to get a little bit more money. And then they'll say no to a job where they should have been shooting it for free because it gets it closer to their goal. And it's like, wait, why did your goal shift? Because when we had this mentor session, you said you want to be an international wedding photographer. You got an inquiry. Yes, it's for free, but it's at the location that you want. And you said yes to this job, which is not the best, not getting you anywhere, but it's giving you some money. So now you've got to disconnect between the actions you take to the goals that you actually set. Yeah. And I think that's funny because 
then we're out here, we're chasing the paycheck instead of the dream that we actually wanted, yeah. which sure we all need to get paid, but you know, that international wedding could have, could have got you that paid international wedding. But I think so many people are scared of saying yes to free and yes to discounts. And of course, there are times when you should say no to free and no to discounts. But if it's if it's opening another door of opportunity for you, absolutely yes. Like if that's that next stepping stone of like, oh, if I just do a free whatever shoot, like that could get me more of that shoot. And that's what I'm dying to do. It's like, those are the things we should be saying yes to. And the stuff that like literally makes you cringe. Yet, oh, but their money's green. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) I know. Do you have one more for us today? I do. And this is running to the finish line. And this one, I just feel like is a good one to wrap it up on too. I feel like everyone just wants... And again, this could even be like in relation to like that comparing because we're so heavily like drowning in the industry by scrolling all the time, but everyone wants this instant success and, or, and or gratification. And like, that's just not realistically like Rome wasn't built in a day. And I think a lot of it is when you sit back and like realize like when you're like, well, I don't have that. And why don't I have that yet? And it's like, you're comparing yourself to the person that does. And it's, like, okay, well, I'm in my beginning, they're in their middle. And like, why am I comparing my beginning to their middle or, you know, and it's like, we, we just rush the process so much. And mm. obviously this could be like anything in life. I do have to, you know, take a couple steps back and be like, slow down. This is where you're supposed to be. Like, why are you, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. We don't have to get there right this second. Like you will get yes. there. You just have to switch your mindset, put it all into a new perspective and like go for it. But you don't have to like skip a bunch of steps, you know? I feel like we could jump on and do a full podcast episode just on this one subject. Just on that. I know. That's I'm going to have, I'm going to you know? book you in for this I think, because I've got, <laughs> I've got lots to say about it as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like so many people rush the process of things and we want that like we, we want that a gold always. star right away. And it's like, that's not what success is. It's all of it put into one. It's all our failures. It's all our successes. It's all the tiny victories and tiny failures and a lot of fucking failures. And it's like, don't skip over that. Like, that's how you own what you do. And not like, that's how people are so good at what they do because they owned their failures and they didn't skip over them. And I just think that's really important. And again, like kind of just back to like the, beginning so we can like wrap it up in full circle it's just like we have to protect our hearts in this and like our passions behind why we even started and I think that's why it's so important to like as soon as you notice like that your mindset isn't serving you to like make the switch you know love it Molly where can we find you on social media and come and say hello you can find me at Malgrune, M-O-L-L-G-R-U-N-E. You can find my workshop at, at Voyage Workshops, an S at the end. And my website is just mollygrunewald.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing so much with us. I really appreciate it. And I know my listeners really appreciate it as well. 
Thank you. I had so much fun. And this is tea. I thought about putting a white claw in here, but it's tea. <laughs> I was like, ooh, maybe we party a little. <laughs> I'm drinking tea as well. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. It was so good meeting you. I look forward to our next podcast date. <laughs> Absolutely.